My name is Brian Hyman. I will share a bit about my story today. Thank you in advance for listening. In 2009, I was a hope-to-die drunk. I was 34 years old. I was not the typical alcoholic oftentimes portrayed in movies. I did not live homeless on the streets or under a bridge. Rather, I was college-educated. I had been raised in a good home. I was taught morals as a child. We celebrated holidays as a family. We tried to practice kindness and to be accepting and tolerant and patient as best as we could. I had everything I needed throughout my life, up until I somehow found myself addicted to alcohol, addicted to the activity of numbing myself each day, addicted to checking out, addicted to choosing to escape reality, addicted to being lazy and selfish and self-absorbed and doing the least amount possible to get by addicted to my own needs and wants and desires. I existed in a self-constructed living hell within which I nearly ended up drinking myself to death. Life is funny. It is also tragic. This is what I primarily would like to share today, the idea of perspective shared from the vantage point of being sober for over a decade now. Yes, I am now sober, and I love life, and I am so happy, and I get to be of service today, and I get to use my experiences with overcoming addiction to help others do the same. My life was spared. Thank God I found the miracle of recovery. Thank God I got another chance. I am also now a father. I have a beautiful five-year-old daughter whom I would have never met had I continued on my path of active alcoholism. I am now a yoga and meditation teacher. This was a spiritual path which I felt called to follow in my early sobriety and it has become my livelihood ever since and the platform upon which I get to share healing, recovery, and transformation, especially at a treatment center for addiction recovery in Malibu, California, where I have worked for more than eight years now. Isn't life funny? I now get the honor of being on the front lines of addiction recovery, and I feel it is truly a blessing. One day at a time, I get to try to be a helper, a giver, a friend, an example of what can happen when we have a little more fight left in us, and we try a little harder to do a little better. I am a very grateful man for all these things I just mentioned and so much more. I am truly grateful. But, as the saying goes, it takes what it takes. So I will share a little more about my story. For me to get to where I am today, it took extreme misery, sadness, grief, depression, anxiety, and stress. It took unemployment, loneliness, fear of others. 
It took feelings of not fitting in and questions of whether or not my life was worth living. These are but a few of the things it took to force me to look at my small, broken life so that I could choose something different. Even if I was not able to see what that different thing was or would become, it took these things to get me here. It also took loss. My mother passed away in 2009 from brain cancer. She was 56 years old. I got sober eight months after she left our world. This moment was the central catalyst for my personal transformation. My mother's death awakened my rebirth. This pivotal moment in my life was not only essential as the devastating loss of a loving parent, but an opportunity to examine mortality and humanity and the miracle of life. I saw that life could indeed be cut short without much warning, that we may not have all the time we think we have to do all the things we think we want to do. These lessons, as much as they pained me, were necessary for me to experience if I was to rise to the next level of my spiritual curriculum or my life training or simply where I needed to be mentally, emotionally, and physically if I was to fully inhabit, embrace, and claim the life that waited for me, the life I was destined to live, the life I am living right here, right now. Losing someone we love dearly is a tragic thing. To witness and feel such sadness and grief, this can be overwhelming and insurmountable. Yet with perspective and reflection, within these types of unavoidable experiences, we get opportunities to discover how to live life to the fullest, how to get well and remain well, how to try to help others, and how to place ideals such as love and service above all other things. We learn how to let things like love and service be our template for living a good life, rather than relying on old ideas or limiting beliefs or conditioned behaviors or habit energies, or in my case, addictions. What are you going to do with the time you have left on earth? This was the question that came to me after my mother had transitioned, and it demanded an answer, and I have spent each moment since, one day at a time, as my friends in recovery would say, trying to answer that question with my thoughts, through my words, and actions. So how do we go from living a life of pain to living a life of purpose? How do we turn our misery into our ministry or our mission statement? What needs to happen to transform our mess into a message of hope, healing, 
and transformation. I believe we must become willing to believe that all things have a purpose, that nothing happens by mistake, that all experiences are useful, that all things are teaching moments, that seeds of transformation are inherent within our thoughts, words, and actions. I believe our collective purpose is this. We are here to share our personal experience, strength, and our hope with others. We are here to share our joy, our inspiration, our authentic selves. We are here to lend a hand, a heart, a healing glance or thought or prayer. I believe we are here to share how we find and use and practice things like kindness, truth, loss, balance, goals, dreams, self-acceptance, and empowerment, how we get from there to here, how we move from darkness to light, from hate to love, from sickness to health, from insanity to soundness of mind, body, and spirit. Since I mentioned getting sober, and I believe in the power of sharing our individual experiences to find collective healing and transformation, I will give a general idea of how I achieved sobriety, in case anyone is in need of suggestions. I found 12-step meetings and fellowship with others in recovery. I attended individual therapy and group therapy. I began to pray to a God of my own understanding. I read spiritual literature. I learned to meditate. I also cried. I started to feel emotions that I hadn't felt in a long time, and I allowed myself to feel these things. I watched animated feature films. I wrote in a journal. I went on long walks. I made art of all kinds. And I practiced a lot of yoga. I also grieved sad things from my past, things I had never processed, things I stuffed so far down into my soul that they were forgotten about. I healed these things. I also celebrated joyful things. I did all of this work and my life changed. This was my path. There are many ways to get sober and many ways to change our lives. What I have shared was simply my personal experience. It is the only story I know. So please take what works and feel free to leave the rest. I would love to share a few final words about joy. I looked for joy everywhere when I was a child and a teenager and an adult. I never seemed to find it, though. Years later, I realized I hardly ever found joy because I was looking for it at the wrong times in the wrong places. I thought joy was supposed to look like prestige and power and pleasure. Now I know that joy is anywhere we choose to see it. When we shift our perspective to see that all things are part of something greater, joy is there. Joy is a choice. We can choose to see joy in the sunrise 
or the sunset, but it's also in the darkness of night, and joy is in the rain. Joy can be hidden in the biting of an apple or the closing of the eyes for a nap in the afternoon. The possibilities are endless. Joy is always there. Today I choose joy as a man, a father, a teacher, a brother, a son, a friend. I choose joy as a fellow human being on the path of life. I choose joy as a grateful recovered alcoholic. I choose joy because I know that I am alive, and you are alive, and we are here together, and being alive and being together must be one of the greatest of all miracles. I also choose joy because I know what it is to not choose joy, and I hope to never return to that state of being. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.